Hi, it's Cara Brown, and this is Watercolor Conversations. It's a place where I share my love of watercolor and my seeking, my teaching, my discoveries, the connections I see, and just in general what it's like to be alive at this time here on planet Earth. I hope that this meets a part of you that's longing to be met. Thanks for being here. This episode is an attempt to scratch an itch. And it's an itch that came about once in the Thursday group last week and once in the Friday group. And so before too long, I had to go hunting for the particular entry that I wrote that addressed it. And it has to do with our intention when we decide to paint something and what that's about and what impact that will have on potential viewers of our work. And I found the post and I have stuff to say. And so here goes. When I wrote this, it was not long after Marin Open Studios in 2017, which was the fourth year of the four years that I was writing on a regular basis. And I was reflecting upon what it was like to be an exhibiting artist and have people receive your work. For 10 years, my studio and classroom and gathering space was my mom's real estate office, which was located in a storefront in downtown Larkspur. Many of the people walking by were on their way to the movies or to lunch or to get a burrito at Burritoville next door or to get their nails and toes done on the other side. And people are really surprised by how few of them see the art in the window and then actually come in the door, even during open studios when they're invited to do so. When there's a sign outside that says, come on in, there is a way that art transmits to some people and just doesn't to others. It's like a radio frequency that some people receive and others don't. So... I am curious about what this transmission is and how it is that art can really do it, in quotes, for some people and not for others. It's certainly really, really very individual. As I said, there are people who walk by all the time and don't even notice that there's art that they're going right by. And I've had this experience at art festivals too. It's quite stunning, actually, how many people don't even look But it does happen that some people are gobsmacked and take a detour out of their life, like this one day, the previous Thursday to when I wrote this post, it wasn't even official open studio time. I had one of my art groups going and nine or 10 artists crammed into the space, lots of talking and activity. And a woman walked in almost in a trance. Looking around, she said, whose art is this? Someone pointed her to me. She was on her way to a lunch at Left Bank, a restaurant down the street, and was drawn in by my art. She lives in London and was leaving town that evening, and she walked out having purchased three large prints of roses in their full, bright, life-in-full-color color, and it was completely unplanned. She is for sure one of the people whose tuner picked up the frequency 
that my art emits. I wrote several posts using the wisdom, the gems that are published by Maria Popova on her website. It used to be called Brain Pickings, and now it's called The Marginalian. She is a Bulgarian-born Brooklynite, and she writes this amazing set of offerings. They're just gifts to the world. And it's fascinating collection of culture, literature, art, history, science, poetry, just what it is to be human. It's so up my alley. She had a post, and this was the thing that I was looking for to scratch that itch last week. She begins this one with a statement. Art transforms us not with what it contains, but with what it creates in us. The constellation of interpretations, revelations, and emotional truths illuminated. And then she goes on to quote Ursula K. Le Guin. And this goes on for quite a bit. Here goes. The kids ask me, when you write a story, do you decide on the message first, or do you begin with the story and put the message in it? No, I say, I don't. I don't do messages. I write stories and poems. That's all. What the story or the poem means to you, its message, in quotes, to you, may be entirely different from what it means to me. The kids are often disappointed, even shocked. I think they see me as irresponsible. I know their teachers do. They may be right. Maybe all writing, even literature, is not an end in itself, but a means to an end other than itself. But I couldn't write stories or poetry if I thought the true and central value of my work was in a message it carried, or in providing information or reassurance, offering wisdom, giving hope. Vast and noble as these goals are, they would decisively limit the scope of the work. They would interfere with its natural growth and cut it off from the mystery, which is the deepest source of the vitality of art. A poem or story consciously written to address a problem or bring about a specific result, no matter how powerful or beneficent, has abdicated its first duty and privilege, its responsibility to itself. Its primary job is simply to find the words that give it its right, true shape. That shape is its beauty and its truth. Ursula K. Le Guin is talking about writing as her medium, but I know that this applies equally to visual art. And I had, at this time, never really considered this before, but there is a truth that our paintings hold. We paint what we paint for its own sake, for the sake of whatever it is that we find worthy of our time and our effort. What happens next is really out of our hands, Ten years ago, which is now 16 years ago, my friend Vicky was one of the first buyers of my art. She bought Paris Roses. She told me that it took her to a place inside that she didn't even know existed, a place that was both feminine and strong. I had just painted these roses that I thought were beautiful, and Vicky received a message of truth. A few weeks before I wrote this post, I went to the reception for a show of watercolors by Paulette Engler, who is in our Thursday group, and she's one of the original members. And she is amongst those who paints the most regularly and shows really frequently. She has quite a body of work. 
and is quite accomplished. And she's also kind of a no-nonsense person. She doesn't really go in for what one would call airy-fairiness. Looking across this large room that had her paintings in it, one of them jumped off the wall at me. I said to myself, I need to have that one in my life. Though I had watched her paint it over a series of Thursdays, its transmission to me happened not then, but in that particular moment. She called it looking for blue skies, and she painted it just after the presidential election in 2016, channeling her intense feelings into it. I saw the largest of the pink flowers, with its view blocked by the dark branches, yet I knew that inside that space it lived, pristine and unmarred by any darkness or chaos. Paulette's painting reveals a truth to me about light and dark and the unbroken unbreakableness at the center of all things. I would stake my life on it that Paulette had no intention to include this message as she was painting. I love this idea that there are truths that are found, felt, seen, and heard in works of art of all kinds. And that these truths are ones that the artist was unaware of until revealed by the receivers of the artwork. Realizing this has me feel more deeply what it is I'm up to, what we are all up to as we paint. But Ursula K. Le Guin cautions us to stay innocent to it, to not be overconscious of it. She says to stay with our process, which for us is the specifics of pencil lines and brush strokes. We let whatever this magic is have its own life. If we become overly conscious of it, we would get in the way of what she calls the right, true shape of our art. These truths must find their own way, allowing the viewer to find their truth themselves, rather than hitting them between the eye with our version of some truth that our paintings might hold. So as I paint, as I write my painting stories, and even as I give them names, I want to hold on to this innocence. At the same time, I want to be ever more intimate with what it is that I'm painting, with the spirit of my art. Our paintings I hold are our offspring, and maybe that's because I didn't have kids, I really do that, but... It still is what I hold, and that I can see the parallels in parents' relationships with their children. We love them, shape them, support their way into the world, but it's not for us to say what they're here for or who they're here for. That's up to them. So this brings me just ever closer to this mystery that is art and art making and being a creator and how it connects us with those who appreciate what we do. It is so unknowable. It's so outable, And that's why I think it's just wisest that we do our best to stay out of the way as much as possible, that we do what we do, we paint what we love, and it comes out as it comes out, and people respond as they do. And it's all perfect and beautiful and as it should be. I really appreciate the situations that came up this past week with the two artists that had me have this kind of gritchy reaction to the idea that artists set out to have a certain emotional content to their paintings or that they have a message that they want to make with their work. And because I really appreciated revisiting this whole idea, it feels really powerful, really potent. 
And I've just started listening to an audiobook that feels right in line with this. It's a brand new book by Rick Rubin, who I understand is a music producer with a lot of creation in his life. And it's called The Creative Act, A Way of Being. And I'm loving listening to it. It's it's light in a way, but it's right in line with this. It has to do with the whole message, which is very much Julia Cameron, aka the Artist Way author's work, which is that you are here, you are alive, you're a creator. And that much of what it is that we do has to do with just putting ourselves in the way of the ideas, in the way of the making of the art, and then the magic happens. So this is how I believe it is that we paint the truth, by staying out of the way as much as we can with the messaging and being in the making and the caring and the devoting ourselves to it as much as possible. So thanks again for tuning in. I really appreciate you being out there and downloading my podcast. And it's a thrill to know that there are people out there listening to what it is I have to say. Okay, take care till next time. Bye-bye.